Hey yo, welcome back to Maji Dayo, the podcast where we talk about Maji Skagakuen, the show produced by AKB48. I am your host, Raiden, and this is my co-host, Elliot. Hello! And we are talking about episode 10 today. Oh my god, um, we're finally here. The title is, I'm, I'm gonna say the title because I remembered this time. <laughs> uh, for Minami, for Yuko-san, uh, I think is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, welcome back. Uh, dear listeners, um, I hope you guys are all safe out there. Make healthy. sure you're washing your hands. Yeah, please wash your hands. Yeah, so any, let's just jump right into any idol news. Uh, Shino uh, Namariko, who plays Sato, had her baby about four days ago. As of yeah, the time babies. of us recording us. She's had a little girl, and I think out of the ones that have had children within the past year or so that are like notable um she's the only one that's had a girl i think everyone else has had boys mm i think so too but i like don't quote me on yeah that. <laughs> out of the out of the fourth of... one i've mentioned <laughs> out of the four i've yeah, mentioned well there's the actually been one. a lot of babies being so born many, so but mariko did say uh her and the baby were healthy they're fine probably at home now from the date of this recording but yeah she has her she's had her baby congrats to her i hope anything else you have um i don't i don't remember exactly the last day we recorded this but just edit this out if i'm wrong and we mentioned it last time but yokoyama yui started her youtube channel yeah, I was gonna mention that. I don't think we talked about it okay. last time. I think so I it think was like in we said that she was last time. Like yeah, it was, it was. So, but now it's officially out, and uh, she posts and you can go so to her often. YouTube channel. <laughs> and surprisingly, yeah, it, from the videos I've seen, her cat is in none of them. And I'm like, who is this? Who are you? Well, yeah, I've I'm actually not surprised. She hasn't actually been doing a lot of like bisu photos mm-hmm. or like videos recently. Uh, I think she's scaled back a lot on that. And I haven't actually, you know, bad Yui fan here, but I haven't actually watched any of them yet. I've watched a couple, and they, but that's a very limited watch because they didn't have subtitles at the point. I don't know if they do. I haven't gone back and looked. Um, yeah, I'm praying so, someone, some please. kind soul, subtitle them. That's partially why I've kind of refrained from doing it. Because occasionally you'll get someone who's like takes pity on the rest of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'll sub this. God, but please. I don't know. We'll see. If not, I'll I'll go and give it a watch. But yeah, go check out her YouTube channel. I think it's called Yui Han Life. Yeah, that that's correct. Okay. Anything else? Um, those are the only much. two I have. Oh, actually, yeah, Akimoto Sayaka, uh-huh. who plays Chokoku, oh, please yeah. watch all of her videos about staying at home. They're so fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah, on her Twitter <laughs> yes. and her Instagram. Oh my god. Uh, she's been putting, if you need promoting someone, people to stay at home. Yeah, if you need someone great. to motivate you to stay home, please go watch those videos. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're very funny, very entertaining to watch. I think at one point she dressed up as like, a Hooters waitress. She did for two videos, uh, actually. 
Yeah, two videos. And it was it was just really entertaining to watch. So if you need something to cheer you up when you're stuck at home, uh, definitely her videos are recommended. And I think with that, because I can't think of any other news that's mm-hmm. just sort of been in my radar that relates to 46 or 48. Uh, well, to be fair, I actually haven't like kept up with any 46 news, which is bad, but I just haven't. Let's just jump into the episode. All right. So sorry to 46 fans. I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything for you. <laughs> Maybe next time. Uh, I need to, yeah, I need to follow more 46 people because I, mm-hmm. I'm often very late to the news because I don't hear anything. <laughs> so episode 10, L. Uh, I'm sure you were crying as you were watching this. <laughs> I've literally rewatched this episode like right before we started recording just to be like, okay, maybe I'll remember what happens. And I still cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so episode 10 uh, for Minami for Yuko-san. Uh, we start with like flashbacks to the previous episode. Uh, Yuko collapsing, Maida crying into her cucumbers. Nezumi having a psychopathic <laughs> laugh, I guess. I don't know. She's, she's out there enjoying trip. life, yeah. ruining people's lives. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sato determined to take Maida down. And, you know, so we, we come back uh, after the theme song. And we are here in the club room uh, with the defeated queens. Uh, minus Gekikara, mm-hmm. I guess she went back to reform school or something no i don't don't think so i just think geki's not on campus because geki's spoiler alert geki's in the next episode very briefly so i don't oh really i don't remember that yeah Uh, i don't think geki went back to reform school i think geki was just like i'm not i don't want to be on campus right now bye (laughs) Or, oh, they, the real thing was they couldn't get Matsui Rena to be there. That's true. I, I'm speaking, like, in the universe of Maji. Yeah, in the universe, it's, it's more... Probably you're, you're, pri- you're right. Um, <laughs> real life, R- Rena was out, like, doing SKE stuff. And we get the freshmen uh, who are saying, we need to do something, you know, that they're um, telling their seniors, hey, what are we going to do now mm-hmm. that you guys got, you know... Your ass is handed to you. And obviously, like, Shibuya is knows what they're talking about, but is pissed. And is like, what are you talking about? Torigoya is the one to say, like, obviously, we got the shit kicked out of us. <laughs> so what's our response here? And, you know, the freshmen are, are like, because they're out of the loop about, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, where's Yuko-senpai? Like, where... Yeah, is when it, is she coming is back? She co- yeah, is she coming back anytime soon? And then Torigoya is mm-hmm. just like, do you think we could face her after all of us got beat? It, it's very, I find it very funny that she's just like, no, none of us could face her after that. Although I really don't think, mm-hmm. especially in Torigoya's case, that Yuka would be upset. Frustrated, maybe. But, like, Torigoya in yeah, particular, I don't think, so, I don't think yeah. she would mad, be mad at her because Yuko knows that. It's not Torigoya's fault. Yeah. Uh, but they don't know that Sato's been telling them, telling her everything, so. Yeah, and then obviously Shibuya, <laughs> being who she is, is like pissed off about that response. Oh, yeah. She's like, you're <laughs> She's annoying. Like, Shut up, you're annoying. <laughs> I'm like, let the girl talk, please. <laughs> she has five lines. Let her I, talk. <laughs> uh, Black is the one to be like, well, I guess, you know, we can't really do anything until Sato says so. Mm-hmm. 
and the freshmen are like, okay, where is Sato? And Tori Goya gives this, like, super, like, vague response, and she's like, oh, she's there. And they're like, there where? I'm like, all of the queens know, but the freshmen are like, what the And I feel bad for these freshmen. (laughs) And, you know, the thing about this is they're the freshmen that are supposed to, like, take over Mm -hmm. after them, and they, like, know absolutely nothing. Like, I'm like, how do you expect these poor freshmen to be able to take over when you tell them and leave them out of everything exactly like you're y'all are gonna leave and they're just gonna be stuck there not knowing shit and it'll be chaos well more oh, more yeah. chaos like <laughs> than more chaos is. especially if they're not as strong i mean they'll mm-hmm. definitely be like a fight for power oh yeah and that's probably what they expect but I don't know. So that the poor freshmen are clueless and they're just, you know, they're just there, I guess. I, I just think the show forgot about them and doesn't know oh, what to yeah. do with them. Yeah, I definitely And it's such think a weakness so because, yeah, because I'm like, they had a lot of potential to really flesh out mm-hmm. the freshmen and they just don't. And it's like, okay, like, I forgot these people exist. Just here, let's just have them say some lines. Yeah, I feel like whatever. they're really only used as like a... A way for us to kind of learn a little bit more about Rapapa, but like the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, like through them is are. how we learned like about uh, Black's death sentences, and then we learned about Gekikara through them essentially. So they are used, but not in the way they should be. No, it's very it's a very weak usage mm-hmm. of their characters, and I I'm just sad about their lost potential because I know it doesn't really get better in season two. Oh, yeah. Ugh. No. Don't uh, talk to me about that. But that being said, so... <laughs> yeah. That being said, uh, we cut to Sato and the queens are saying, oh, so she's finally, like, getting ready to take on Maida mm-hmm. on her own. And she's at the temple where she met Yuko with her kedama in hand and, like, meditating, I guess. She's standing there. Uh, so, sure, let's go with meditating. I say meditating, I mean, she just, yeah, it, she doesn't say anything but, like, mm-hmm. Maida, and then, like, the scene cuts away to Maida, and she's- Very what? vigorously washing her hands. She's doing her part for the coronavirus. <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> you know, like, washing her hands, making sure they're clean. No, uh, no she, yeah, She's doing too much. Sorry, she, she, very, she then washes That them was again. very bad taste. <laughs> She is washing her hands uh, very vigorously. Uh, I think she's actually... I don't know if it's in this scene. No, no it's, it's the not. Next scene. Yeah, it's the next one. Uh, so I'll, t- I'll talk about it later. But we, we cut away to poor Woda with a still like a bandage on her nose and saying that she can't taste anything because they're all eating together. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I just can't taste anything. And Bungie's like, you haven't gotten any better? And Woda's like, I don't heal fast. I'm not like the rest of these weirdos in this school who can come like back the next day without a single <laughs> scar. It's uh, Akicha who, who's actually next to her. And she's actually like trying to give Unagi a, a piece of meat. And Unagi just eats it. Mm-hmm. And... Akicha's like, oh, what about your, like, trauma? (laughs) And Unagi goes into this explanation about how she saw some natives eat some bugs, and it looked really, really good. (laughs) And I like how Mukuchi's just like, yeah, I understand. Yeah, she just nods along, like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) 
And Akucha's like, you're so extreme with this shit. Like, you're... <laughs> I don't know, I just think this whole scene with them was just really great. Because Iwoto's just like, how come your problems are so easy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're so lucky. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes on and like picks up a piece of I, I'm pretty sure it's probably like beef stomach and then she's like when you look at mm-hmm. it closely the stomach looks like a dusting cloth and the rest of them just immediately throw <laughs> their food back onto their plates and god poor Wotas <laughs> hits her nose <laughs> well everyone about Mukuchi Mukuchi just eats it yeah and it's like yeah Mukuchi's probably <laughs> eaten bugs in her life so she's like dusting cloth no big deal <laughs> yeah uh, what ends up like smacking her nose mm-hmm. by accident, and it's just like, oh shit, that hurt. Mm-hmm. And Akicha's like, yeah, blame Maida, this is all her fault. And Unagi's like, yeah, we keep getting beaten, you know, because we're supposedly her friends, but she says we're not friends. And the scene like cuts away to Dharma, who is brooding, and it's like, I'm a lousy underlings. So I, I haven't done anything. I haven't been able to help her at all. And uh, I think that just is like a callback to Dharma, you know, what we talked about before Mm -hmm. with that she needs kind of a a validation of that she's doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And these past episodes, this past two episodes, yeah, Yeah. uh, she's felt like she's failed and needs to find a way to make up for it. And so she's up in the roof thinking to herself, not, you know, because usually when we come into episodes, we see her like in mm-hmm. team hormone space and this time no she was off on her own doing some contemplating which i think kind of speaks to how serious it got with the situation with her and Maida mm-hmm. and Maida's sort of behavior these past two episodes so we cut to arena trying to put tacks in Maida's shoes and i find it <laughs> i find it funny that she tries First putting in, like, one at a time. When it's a whole box of tacks. And then she goes, "Uh, fuck it. (laughs) And starts pouring it in. So I'm like, just do that in the first place. Please. I mean, like, it's such a... It's funny, because obviously Nozomi pops up behind her and scares her. And she drops the shoes and the tacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's... She's like, oh, like, you're the one doing all these childish acts against Maida. And it, and it, it is very childish. And I think it just speaks to how young mm-hmm. Irena is in, in this uh, series, in this ep- in this season. It's, well, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about her as we go into the episode. Because we get more mm-hmm. about her, or about her vendetta against Maida. And so I just want to make a note that she's, her behavior has there there's a logic behind her behavior is it justified no debatable but you know <laughs> I, I would mean, say it's debatable yes, but yes and no uh we'll get to it yes and no i, I we'll did get to it put but down a couple of like points in my notes about it so we'll get there we'll get there but nazumi nazumi is like oh i know you're the one doing all this stuff she even takes out the poster about Maida being a murderer mm-hmm. she's like you're the one that did this and she and obviously Irena doesn't answer, but, you know, silence speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And she's essentially telling, like, threatening her with this blackmail. It's like, you have to do what I say and know that it's like an enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of deal that's going on here. And the camera slowly, like, pans behind. And Makuchi's actually been listening to this whole conversation. And 
sort of sneaks away uh, from where they're at, which is by like I guess where they put their shoes mm-hmm. before they have they like little like go into the building at the entrance of the school yeah. where they put their outside shoes in. Anyway. And so we now we're back, back to, to Maida, again. washing her hands again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and every time that she's done washing them, she lifts them up to her, like to look at them, and then immediately goes back to washing them. And this time we actually see why. Um, she looks at them, and then it actually gives us a flashback to the last episode from after she beat the ever-loving shit out of Torigoya, and her hands were covered in blood. Uh, she sees that again, and then immediately goes back to washing her hands, because she can't get this idea of what she's done, like, off of her. Like, she can't forget about it. She's- and then it's kind of- I went back and forth, like, does she still think that maybe she's got the physical blood on her hands, not just a metaphorical thing? Uh, I couldn't come up with a decision one way or, or another about that. I mean, it's it's interesting if it was kind of like uh, one of those lasting effects of Torigoya's, like, mind games. Ooh, that would be cool. I didn't think about that. You know, like, it's it's something that sort of scarred her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I could see it being that. Uh, given that Yuko herself was, you know, saying that Torigoya's power was pretty frightening. Mm-hmm. And so as Maida is again washing her hands, like a hand shoots out to turn the faucet off. And it's Daruma who's looking at Maida with like a lot of concern mm-hmm. and just hugs her. You know, she, she doesn't say anything at first. Um, she just hugs her and Maida tries to fight against it. But Daruma like holds on tight. And he's like, hey, Atsuna, you're not alone. Like, and the, trying to reassure Maida, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, this, like, you have people you can depend on. You know, like, there are people who do care about you that you can rely on. And it's just like, I think Dharma's way of just trying to do something because mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do. Like, she has, she can't yeah. think of anything else. Mm-hmm. And then Maida actually does push her away, but it's not like a shove it's a very gentle kind of like okay now get off of me kind of thing and then she starts mm-hmm. to walk away but she actually stops and looks at Daruma, who mind you is like giving her the saddest puppy eyes that she could give um, but it does it doesn't stop Maida completely she after looking at Daruma, she actually walks away yeah she does this is like dramatic wind like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, so so Maida doesn't like totally. I think this is Maida's way of saying I'm not totally open to this, but I'm not rejecting it mm-hmm. either. I don't. I, I think this is a place of Maida not knowing how to feel because she's this whole like torrent of emotions mm-hmm. right now that she can't really place, and so she doesn't have a response to to what Dharma is saying. And so the the episode just cuts to Sato who's still at the temple. She takes out her old ass flip phone. God. <laughs> and that matches her jacket, I think. It's like Yeah, white it's well. also white. It's very funny. She's got a favorite color and it just happened to be white. We assume it's a call from the hospital because mm-hmm. it's about Yuko. And we get a flashback of Yuko having collapse mm-hmm. in the hospital. And the scene fades away to uh, Sato now in the hospital and she's holding Yuko's hand very tenderly uh, she's back in the room and Yuko is not conscious 
uh, as she's there holding her hand, uh, which I'm sure at this point you can hear Elle's tears Stop it. in the distance. <laughs> Don't call me out like this. Stop. <laughs> you know I'm right, though. Uh, I haven't started crying yet. There's a scene later. We'll get to it. So we got to commercial break, <laughs> and... <laughs> Team Hormone is like crowding around Maida's desk mm-hmm. and they're like asking all these questions. They're like, who are you? Get out of here. You know, uh, crowding around something mm-hmm. and like, hey, what are you doing? And it's it's Arena, and she's come to Maida's classroom and she has this paper in her hand and she she takes it out and unfolds it. <laughs> Super dramatic kind of reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, this is a challenge for Maida Atsuko. I challenge you to battle at five o'clock today. And everyone is looking at like this, you know, she's everyone considers, you know, young, you know, she's a freshman. Mm-hmm. She's baby faced. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Um, but for Rena, this is very serious. And and she's like, this is to, to settle, you know, the issue of my sister. Mm-hmm. And she even says her, her whole name. Oh, no, Arena. Uh, sorry. And my, I think for Maida, it like finally clicks mm-hmm. who this really, really is. Unless she mentioned it before. No, she hasn't. No, it before? she hasn't. Because every time she has come up to Maida, she specifically said, you've killed me, Nami. Or that kind of thing. Or she was okay. there. She hasn't working, ever said But not sister. saying anything. Okay. Um, okay. And I, I find it kind of interesting that like Maida's like, wait, older sister? And a part of me wonders if... Maybe she even knew about Arena. I have a feeling that she didn't know about Arena. Yeah, because she's like Minami's younger sister. She she's very confused, yeah. but like you said, it does like click in her head. Like, oh, this is why you've been like coming at me, and why you know about Minami. Yeah, I think so too. I think she had like no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, Arena throws the piece of paper down and runs out the classroom and Dharma tries to chase after. Maida picks up the paper and is attempting to go leave. Because I'm assuming this is like after school because like nobody else is in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Hold on, before uh, we keep going, I've paused it. Yeah. There's a noose in the background. <laughs> There's a noose? Yeah. Um what? when it when it's the shot of Maida with the challenge in challenge paper like in her hands and it shows team hormone behind her and they're like wait you're actually going if you look to the right of them there's rope hanging. oh my god and I it's definitely see it. a, that's definitely a noose and i've never noticed that before i'm what the hell why <laughs> i mean uh, they're very rowdy yankees that kind of thing shouldn't be a surprise because it would be like haha look it's funny to them I just think someone in the props department was having was, a very having a day. dark humor kind of day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anyways. Interesting. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But yeah I, I so, just noticed it. So Team Hormone is is saying, oh, you're going? Yeah. And uh, Mukuchi actually is the first one to run up to Maida. And just standing there, she's like, tr- looks like she's trying to speak and everyone's like, Wait, Mukuchi? What are you doing? And then... Yeah, I want to... 
I kind of want to talk about Muguchi for a bit, okay. if you let me. Yeah, go ahead. So, Muguchi, as we know, is a very silent type of character. She's more expressive mm-hmm. uh, through her acts rather than her words. And it's not that she can't speak, it's that she, for the most part, chooses not to. Uh, but I think that when she does speak, you know, those in her, her friends and those around her will listen because, mm-hmm. you know, this is someone who says very few words and when she actually wants to say something it's like most people will listen mm-hmm. to what she has to say and i just think that she's just a, a interesting kind of character oh, uh, yeah. especially because she's mostly in the background a lot of the time mm-hmm. and a lot of her actions they're kind of easy to miss if you're not sort of paying attention mm-hmm. to you know what she's doing but i just find it really interesting that she's the first to say hey i'm going to go with you because mm-hmm. that's what she says she's like i will go too i don't know like it's i just find it interesting that she's the one to put her faith in maida first and i and I, I she do. surprises everybody mm-hmm. like oh yeah because they've probably it, have well maida's never heard her talk at all um no <laughs> so it even shocked maida a little bit but i wanted to mention um a couple of things specifically is that well one because Mukuchi, like doesn't talk very often, I think it is a really nice... It adds a nice dynamic amongst the members of Team Horamon. Because the other ones can never shut up. Yeah. So it makes it much more... I don't know. I just feel like it makes the group as a whole a little bit more interesting too. Um, but also I think the reason why Mukuchi... Like a part of the reason why she's the first one to go up to Maida and be like, I'm going with you, is because she's probably the one that heard the whole plan between Arena and Nezumi. Like, we saw her listening in, so she's the one that prob- that knows what's going to happen. I, th- I, well, I yeah, wanted to I, mention I it like, true, towards yeah. the end of the scene, because the scene's very dramatic. <laughs> and yeah. we don't see them learning about what's going to happen, but I don't... So if you just watch it, you think... That there being this dramatic over a challenge of a freshman, which would be hilarious. <laughs> well, no, they say they say this is a trap. Like they know it's a they trap. They did. Oh, I missed it. They know, it. like, yeah, no, they say this. They're like, you think that little girl's gonna be there by herself? Like they're like, you're gonna be outnumbered if you go by yourself. So that's that's why. I mean, what is the one I think to point it out? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and is the second person after Mukuchi to say, I will also go with you, Maida. And that's the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about for this particular scene, because obviously, like, literally, like, a few minutes before, mm-hmm. they were saying, like, Maida doesn't consider us a friend and vice versa. You know, like, we, we just get hurt all the time being around her, mm-hmm. even though we have no connection. And yet, like, a couple minutes, you know, later, it's like, oh, we'll you know, will fight with you. And I don't know, like, part of me, you know, I like their friendship, right? Quotes, friendship. But, like, I don't know if I could feel like this is believable for them to do. Because they were just complaining about her, like, Well, Woda does mention, Woda does mention, like, because even Unagi's like, oh, why are we doing this for her when, like you said, we're only getting hurt by being around her. But 
Wotan actually says, like, hey, no, we're just using that excuse of we're not being her, we're not her friends. Um, and, like, we don't want to be getting hurt as, like, a cover-up. Like, you're hiding your feelings just because of, you know, we are getting hurt and that kind of thing. You don't want to be associated with her. Mm, you're right. But Wota does <laughs> the actually, like, point it out. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I guess I just had, like, completely... That's okay. I totally forgot Wota said it was a setup, so... <laughs> but yeah, so, you're right. They do say we're just using it as a cover-up because we do sort of care for this person, mm-hmm. you know? We do care for this transfer student that sort of ruined our lives. <laughs> Uh, but Maida, she does thank them. She says, you know, thank mm-hmm. you for, in her own way, right? Thank them for wanting to stick with her. But she says, I'll, I'll handle it by myself. Mm-hmm. And Wada's like, okay, well, we'll let you do what you want to do. I think that's kind of like interesting how their dynamic with Maida is a little different. Because with Dharma, I could see Dharma trying to be like, no, like, push it you know and say no 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 like don't go by yourself mm-hmm. and push it whereas the moment that Maida's like no I'll do it on my own they easily back off and are like okay well we'll trust we'll trust your judgment in that uh, and I think that's a little bit it's interesting to see that kind of different dynamic mm-hmm. I mean from, it's kind of like their know. their friendships are in my opinion like a are like different levels of friendship like Dharma's much yeah. closer to Maida than all of Team Hormon is to Maida. So to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I was calling it this, but like Team Hormon to Maida have like a Yankee friendship where it's like we're comrades, but maybe not necessarily like actual friends. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. But with which Dharma, I'll actually debate a little bit mm-hmm. in the second season because I think over time oh, that yeah. that may have changed. Oh yeah, I think they actually even like mention it in at least for mukuchi i know they mention it in season two so maida so maida exits the classroom and we come back to sato in the hospital with yuko as sato is you know clutching yuko's hand uh yuko says sato's name and she's she has regained consciousness Mm -hmm. she's so weak like her, her, mm-hmm. Even in her voice, you could you could yeah. tell that she's very. Weak. I'll let you take point on this scene because I know, <laughs> I know God, you're ready okay. to talk about it. <laughs> uh, um, after like Yuko calls out to Sato, Sato kind of has like this surprised but also very concerned look that she gives Yuko. And she even, I think she leans even, like, a little bit closer to Yuko. And Yuko asks her, she's like, hey, are you serious? And Sato actually hesitates to answer uh, Yuko's question. And, like I said, uh, Yuko doesn't like that. And I know I said she's very weak. But I, (laughs) her weak, I feel like, could still maybe be considered strong for a normal human being. uh, Because these kids aren't normal. (laughs) But she grabs Sato by, like, the collar of her sweater and pulls her very, very, very close. Their faces are very close together. (laughs) And Yuko tells Sato in a very, like, serious tone, um, but also very softly, and it hurts me. Uh, She tells her, stop being so hesitant. I don't like it when you're you're so weak-minded. Actually, I think she says, I hate it, not don't like it, but... Yeah, she says she hates it, yeah. 
And can I just say, like, mm -hmm. I feel like even then, Sato is hesitating. Oh, yeah. You know, like, she's so, like, literally, like, millimeters away mm -hmm. from Yuko's face. You know, there, there's some action here that she could take, you know, romantically, right? God, every time I see and it, I'm she, like, now kiss. Just do it. Well, yeah, but I, I think part of it, too, is, like, I... You know, Sato can't, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, I can't. And you're in this state, you know, the school is a mess, mm -hmm. you know, Rapapa's a mess. Like, I have all these things, and I, and I think that she just can't help but hesitate in everything that she mm -hmm. does. Because everything that she's done, you know, for this school as, you know, the vice boss of Rapapa, <laughs> like, has always been with Yuko by her mm -hmm. side. And the things she has done, like, by herself have, uh, you know, failed they fucked up and mm -hmm. you know made made things worse <laughs> not necessarily made them better and then yuko just tells her to go uh, and essentially giving her like a push mm -hmm. and saying her saying like hey you're protecting you know our school right the scene just kind of ends with that you know as they're kind of stuck in this moment that's it that's all the crime i'm going to do we're just gonna move on okay <laughs> And we cut to Maida having the challenge sheet in her hand. She's walking down into this warehouse somewhere. And she instantly is surrounded by Yabakune students. Including the two that we we saw beforehand in some episodes ago. Mm -hmm. The ones that had like, you know, the girl that stole Dharma's bike and then sold it to the other girl. So they're there too. Uh, but, you know, completely surrounded. The Yabakune boss comes out. I love her to bits she is so dramatic flashy and in everything that she does it's so good yeah no it's it's ridiculous and nezumi is also there mm -hmm. kind of away out of sight and you know Maya's asking for arena they're like we don't know who you're talking about uh and they're you know mocking her saying oh she's stupid she came mm -hmm. alone and we speaking of arena we we cut back to arena who is sitting on the roof uh, and Dharma has finally caught up to her and is saying, like, accusing her, like, hey, you're the one that's been doing all this shit to Maida to make her feel bad. Like, why? Like, you know, what is what is the reasoning behind all this shit, mm -hmm. you know? And here's where I, you know, really want to talk about Irena. Okay. Because Irena comes out and says, she killed my sister. You know, like, everything that I've done is because it's, I think, to Irena some form of revenge mm -hmm. right and Rena's like what 14 15 yeah, like 15 i think like, probably she's 15. very young yeah. uh because i think probably 15 right japan's like 15 16 so i think so yeah i forget yeah it's different but she's 15 years old she lost someone very close to her mm -hmm. you know she hasn't and in her eyes there was no justice you know for her sister's death, mm -hmm. for Minami's death. And so she's like, I have to do something because I don't know any other way to talk about my grief, mm -hmm. you know, other than to blame it on the person that caused it. It's funny because, like, I know I'm sort of jumping ahead here because I know we do some cuts between the fight with Maida and the conversation that Dharma's having with Irena. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm jumping a little ahead here and then we'll come back to that whole fight because we do cut a lot in between these two scenes. Yeah, there's a lot. 
It goes back and forth. There's a lot of cuts. Just like every other episode of this show. Yeah, uh, it actually goes back and forth, not only between this fight, but also between things that are happening in the past as oh, well, God, yeah. through Midas' memory. So I'm going to actually break this down a little bit. So That's let's, a good let's do idea. Arena's... That's a good idea. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's let's do Arena's conversation first mm-hmm. between uh, her and Dharma. And then we'll do the fight and the past because those things are kind of together. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So Irena's like, you know, she, my sister didn't deserve what happened mm-hmm. to her, and and Dharma's like, you know, like like my sister wanted to be a nurse. She's st- sorry, not Dharma. Irena is like, my sister wanted to be a nurse. She stopped fighting. She stopped being a Yankee, and then in the end, she died. Mm-hmm. And Dharma's like, well, Otsun is also trying to do that. You know, like, she's also trying to achieve that goal. And Irena's kind of just like, that shit don't matter when my sister's dead, right? Like, all of this shit doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If, if this is some way of Maida trying to make up for it, it's a, you know, poor way of doing it, right? Because my sister's still dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yes... Her behavior isn't excusable because Dharma's like, hey, Maida's in grief, in pain too. Like, you are not the only one mm-hmm. who is suffering. Plus, Maida probably didn't know Irena existed, given mm-hmm. her reaction to all of this mm-hmm. from the beginning. However, you know, she is a kid, right? She doesn't have a good outlet mm-hmm. for her grief, doesn't know what to do with it. And so I can't necessarily blame her for her attitude for the way that she's reacted because she's young you know Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a very like i'm not gonna say childish but it kind of is like usually uh, i could talk about this okay i will talk about this okay so i'm gonna talk about depression (laughs) in children uh which also kind of extends to teenagers because i don't think it really changes until your brain changes when you become an adult um but one sign of seeing like i guess also technically grief processing in children is that they become incredibly irritable and very aggressive they you know they lash out at people um where with like adults we tend um depression usually doesn't show up in that same way it could be i mean yes irritability is a thing but that's usually just because of the constant fatigue that coexists usually with depression so I, I can really appreciate that, that that's what they're doing with Irena. She is a child. So her lashing out at, you know, like you said, the person who, in her eyes, is to blame for this. I don't know. It's it's good. And I like the fact that they are showing, you know, different ways to process trauma. Maida, on the other hand, has shut yeah. everyone off. You know, mm-hmm. she's closed herself off from everyone and even the people like Dharma who do care about her. And she's, like, completely emotionally yeah. stunted as well, too, because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Yeah, Irena it's a, it's a really... Hand, you know. Yeah, no, I... I love that there's this contrast, you know, between both of the way that they've processed the grief of the, you know, of a mm-hmm. person that they've loved. Uh, and it's... It's... Yeah, I think it's actually really great that the show kind of took this direction. I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, Rena's annoying. Mm-hmm. Like... She should see that, you know, Maida's suffering too. And obviously, like, Dharma's kind of meant to do that for her. Yeah. She's like, hey, like, wake up, right? Like, this is, you know, everyone hurt from this incident. Mm-hmm. Everyone 
no one benefited from this, right? Mm-hmm. You're not the only one suffering. And I think Dharma actually serves that purpose for Maida too, mm-hmm. you know, like in just in a different way. But it's, you know, to, to blame Arena to say she's annoying and stupid for doing this. I'm like, she's a kid, yeah, you know, like you, you mm-hmm. can't really... She, she has kind of a valid excuse for the way that she acts. Uh, it's not right. It's not, you know, it's something that she needs to be able to work towards. It's very not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy, no. Uh, but it, it, she is a child, you know, mm-hmm. like she is still someone who lost her older sister. Like that's the way that she's processing it is not healthy, but it is, you know, as a kid what's happening to her and what she's lashing out towards and it's just that's just what it is right Mm -hmm. like so as you know she's a character who i can't necessarily blame for the way that she acts right Mm -hmm. i understand it and it's not justifiable but i do and i know some people were like oh she's annoying and da 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 i'm like yeah but like look it through you know a child's perspective and and it was just interesting how the show sort of Mm -hmm. mirrored their grief and i will say this show is a lot of this episode specifically has a lot of mirroring. Oh yeah, uh, parallels galore yeah. in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's like we barely yeah. had any throughout the rest of the season, but they're all in this one episode. There's so much. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's a, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the whole conversation between Dharma and Arena, and Arena's like, it doesn't even matter, you know, what I did because she's gonna go through the same thing that my sister went right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dharma's just like, oh shit. You idiot! And then like runs, runs out of the roof, presumably to go find where Maida is. Mm-hmm. And Maida is currently <laughs> surrounded uh, by Ibakune students. And this is where we'll talk about sort of the fight uh, between Maida and this circle of people who she doesn't even, like, know, has no... Like, oh, yeah. it's so funny because Yabakune has just been, like, in the background this whole time. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she hasn't had... Like, she has very, had very minimal interaction yeah. with like, their students. The only time I could think of that she's actually interacted with a Yabakune student was in episode three with Gakuran when they kept, like, Yeah, that was, like, her. weeks ago. Months ago, probably. <laughs> probably, Yeah. My goodness. And I'm going to say it now. I love how, like, all of the Yabukune formations and attacks have names. Like, they have... Yeah, they do. <laughs> God, they're so funny. Um, like, the first one they do with Maida is that they all, like, circle around her. And it's called Merry-Go-Round because they're slowly, like, going around her. And all of, I would like to mention, all of them have either, like, kendo sticks or some of them have metal pipes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're also, like, clanking them onto the floor as, like, an intimidation tactic. And Maida's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks, like, so confused. Yeah. It is hilarious. I also do want to mention that, um... There is a close-up of Maida's face, and it does look like she's going to cry. Like, there are a little bit of tears in her eyes, and I'm like, oh no, here we go. Man, this fight, uh, it's so much is happening in this fight because we're getting two different sort of scenes, mm-hmm. right? We're getting uh, the current situation, and then we're getting sort of parallel flashbacks. And I think that's kind of why 
she starts crying too. Mm -hmm. Um, partly I have okay, I have I'm gonna make an assumption here about Maida in this fight. Okay, is that she wanted to get beat, and and I say this because I'm jumping here a little, but she throughout the whole fight she doesn't take her glasses off mm-hmm. when it's just her, right? And that isn't to say like she needed to get serious. You know, mm-hmm. she's a good fighter. Uh, there's a lot of people. Yes, she would still get hurt, but I just have a feeling of like everything that's happened these past two episodes, like her depression, you know, and her PTSD have affected her so much. I feel like she allowed herself to get roughed around because it, it's something that she felt she deserved mm-hmm. is is a theory I'm putting out there. I can definitely see it, though. Because you're right. She definitely... I mean, she does, you know, throw a couple of punches that we see throughout between the flashbacks. Um, But it's not a lot. She's mostly getting the shit kicked out of her, too. So... Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, she does does put some resistance up. Mm -hmm. But not a lot. You know, not enough in which, you know, she would usually do in other situations... So I, like, it reminds me of that fight she had with the Sancho sisters, Mm -hmm. where she let herself get beat because she thought people would leave her alone. Mm -hmm. It sort of reminds me of that. I also wonder Um, if, Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a lot It's okay. Uh, I'm also wondering in that same kind of vein, if it had just ended up being Arena, like, would she have done the same thing, you know? Like, let her, let Arena take out her frustrations on Maida because Maida bl- has always blamed herself for what's happened and Arena is blaming Maida as well so she's probably like yeah just beat the shit out of me it's fine it's what you know it's what I deserve and I'll talk a little bit now about the flashbacks that we're getting as she's being surrounded um, because we, we flashback to a younger Maida longer hair uh, being surrounded by these other other girls um i actually like Midas sneakers in this they're like this gold color oh, they are <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to comment on them and i just saw them again in this video and uh i was just like oh yeah they have ridiculous sneakers <laughs> they match her, her like she has, she's actually wearing a gold chain yeah i was gonna too, say they match like, her gold oh chain <laughs> with the uh too big dog tag on it but yeah so she's surrounded as mm-hmm. you know these other girls from this other school with they're ugly ass yellow jackets. Uh, so she's. They pounce on her, right? And she starts to fight them off. And one that was about to get a hit on her suddenly gets knocked down and enters Minami, who yells at Maida. It's like, what? why are you fighting these little fish? These insignificant freshmen. Mm-hmm. And they both just start arguing. <laughs> As they're surrounded by other students. Yeah, just in the middle this of the This is really fight, funny. Just have... God. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, my... Mida uh-huh. instantly is offended. It's like, shut up. You know, like, I didn't ask you. <laughs> and Mida's even like, I thought you yeah. gave up fighting. Why are you here? You know. Mm-hmm. And then Minami doesn't answer. But we get, we get another one of the uh, two people standing back to back. While being surrounded by enemies, and oof. yeah, they start because the, they they remember. Oh right, we're in the middle of a fight. Yeah. We shouldn't be arguing <laughs> right now. Uh, 
because the other girls like, immediately start swarming them mm-hmm. and they they fight and we, we cut back to present day as the boss has basically she she threw a can and God. everyone waited for the can to drop before they started attacking Maida. And as they're attacking Maida, Maida's getting these these flashes of the past before it's set. Uh, as she's getting smacked with metal poles and kendo sticks, uh, which is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. She's going to have bruises and probably internal bleeding for days. And probably uh, a concussion. We, like. Uh, most likely, yeah. Oh. And that's probably, you know what? The, the concussion would probably explain why she's having all these flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we cut back to the the, uh, the past, and Maida and Manami are walking home, presumably. And Maida's like, I thought you weren't fighting anymore to Minami. And Minami's like, I'm not. This was my last fight. Obviously, Maida feels responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, oh, because of me. And, and this is where we start getting more parallels, because... Minami pissed off, turns around, is like, stop being so hesitant. You know, like, I hate it when you're Mm weak-minded. And it's a callback to earlier with Sato and Yuko having that same sort of dialogue. Uh, Minami and Maida continue walking and Maida asks about Minami's grandmother. And Minami's like, eh, things are not so great. Uh, And like at home. I don't think she's happy, which I'm assuming means I don't think she's happy with me. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get more of that because Minami starts climbing this like incline. And she at the top of the incline, she's like, oh, um, I'm dream, I'm dreaming or thinking of becoming a nurse. Maida's like a nurse. like, And she's like, yeah, it's going to be hard. But if I'm serious, I can make it. And mm-hmm. so here we kind of get the sort of origins of that blue book you know that blue nursing book Mm -hmm. and and Maida's dream of becoming a nurse and Minami's actually telling her hey you know you should give up fighting and take your life more seriously you know like because at the end of the day like you know fighting is okay and all but Mm -hmm. eventually you'll become an adult you know and and you can't be a Yankee forever right Mm -hmm. is sort of the implication and this is when we we cut back to present day as Maida's Still getting the shit kicked mm-hmm. out of her. And then we get round two of her calling out to Minami for like a minute. Yes, pretty much. And we're, we were flashing back to the, the past. And Minami's holding out her blue nursing book and saying like, hey, we should study together. And might actually, she laughs because she's like, you're serious? Mm-hmm. And Minami is serious. Like she has a very serious like mm-hmm. no nonsense kind of face and she says this super dramatic line um there's nothing but serious in the world i have a question what does Maida say this earlier in the season because i feel like she does she does okay. she says it the first episode okay she says it the first knew episode it. I knew it. when when dharma is getting beat up by uh team hormone mm-hmm. right and she she does say that and it's, it's a callback to that line. And Maida mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay. So she's being for real, you know? And she's like, all right, well, I won't say no to studying with you. Minami's like, all right, awesome. And they sit down and Minami takes out the two, you know, the two iconic bracelets mm-hmm. and gives the M to Maida. As she, and she calls it like a symbol of, you know, like a promise, mm-hmm. essentially. <laughs> And I was like, My oh, promise ring. God. Okay, I get you. And then Maida's like, <laughs> she's laughing and she's like, you made this? 
you? And she just starts cracking up. <laughs> and Minami's like, what's so funny? And then she's like, because you're suddenly doing something so girly. <laughs> it's a very cute moment. It's it's very adorable. Mm, um, like, and part of it, I think that makes this scene work too, is that mm-hmm. At- Atsuko and Minami were friends in real life. Yeah. And so it just made this scene, I don't know, a lot more heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And it's just... The, their, both of their energies just worked well together and so I think them being friends in real life you it know, defi- oh it definitely helped it really helped yeah and I want to mm-hmm. note like this is the first time we see Maida smile so big oh, and yeah. like laugh it's so cute too I'm like oh yeah I keep wanting to call her Takamina but that's not this is not this one <laughs> Minami actually is like okay well we're gonna start studying tomorrow alright and then she lifts up her arm with the bracelet on it and she's like, don't forget our promise. And Maida actually puts hers onto her onto her arm. And she gives another like big, big smile and she's laughing. And then mm-hmm. we mentioned this already, but now and then it cuts to the point where Arena's talking about like, oh yeah, my sister quit fighting to be a nurse. That's that's the scene that happens next, but we're just going to skip past it because mm-hmm. we already talked about it. And, and so it cuts we back. We head back to mm-hmm. the fight. And... I think I remember their names. Uh, Chiharu is the one yes. with the pink leopard sweater. And then, oh god, I can never remember the other one's name. Uh, Sanai is, I think, the one. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but they're both holding Maida and they call out to uh, the Gabukune boss. Like, oh... Oh, she's pretty much done. Just end her, you know, that kind of thing. And the rest of the Yabakune girls are actually li- uh, lined up in two separate lines. So, and they're split right to where uh, Maida's being held. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I had the word in my head of what they would be. Whatever. They're kind of like guiding the boss right to, you know, right mm-hmm. to Maida. Oh my god. Sorry, I just saw the boss's face. <laughs> but she does this, after she calls out to Yabakune, she does like this pose, and then she just says, uh, Murofushi? Mm-hmm. And even Maida's like, the fuck? <laughs> and the boss this whole time has had this like assistant just like sitting in the background with her. Now they're actually doing something together. Um, the boss like, reaches out behind her and is like ready and her her assistant like starts spinning her around (laughs) and i'm like um what i'm thinking is oh my god you're gonna get so fucking dizzy from this (laughs) but i get it i get the whole thing it's to give the boss more momentum it kind of reminds me of um oh my god i forgot the name of the sport but in specifically i see it a lot in the olympics where it's like there's the big iron ball at the end of a rope and the oh oh like discus or something like that something like that i I don't know if that's the right name but you know what i'm talking about um yeah i do but they do spin around to give the actual like ball momentum so that's what i don't know it's just what it made me think of it launches the boss into maida and maida gets like thrown Mm -hmm. back into like near like some sort of construction machine she rolls on the ground calling out Minami, Minami's name again and actually the scene transitions to Minami in the past who is getting called to by 
uh, all these older girls from like the school, mm-hmm. uh, from the, the school that they had beaten the freshmen of earlier. <laughs> The last day, I guess, or the next day, or sorry, the previous day. God. And they're they're looking for Maida, right? And they're saying, "Hey, can't you just call her up? We want to have a chat with her." Minami's like, "Oh, she gave up fighting, uh, but I'll apologize for her in in her stead." And mm-hmm. obviously, like the older girls are like, "You're kidding, right? Like that's stupid." But if you really want to do it, like get on your hands and knees. And Minami does. She really does do it. They all laugh at her. Because they're just like, uh, she really did it. Mm-hmm. But the leader of this gang grabs Minami by the hair and is like, okay, so where's Maida? Right? So obviously not keeping her end of the deal because she's a Yankee. Like, of course. <laughs> but she like actually slams Minami's head onto the pavement. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a very, like, it was actually very like, oof. That looked like it hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Very nice sound effect there. Her head thumping against the ground. <laughs> And uh, she gets up, Minami, and she's like, I won't let you touch Maida. And mm-hmm. we just get these scenes, these uh, these cuts of Minami getting the shit kicked out of her. Because she's outnumbered. Like, there's, like, students on both ends of her. Yeah. Like, lots of them. Yeah, there's probably, like, somewhere... It looks to me like there's at least ten of them. Yeah. If not, if more. not more, yeah. And we see the... The usual her falling down the stairs, or mm-hmm. rather she, she was thrown down the stairs before passing out. And obviously we, we cut back to the conversation between Dharma and Rena, and then back to Maida on the floor as she's getting mocked by the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, oh, that's what you're made of? Like, you know, like this is the person everybody was talking about that's so great, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they charge at her. And then we, we cut again to the past with uh, Maida somehow being able to sneak in past <laughs> into the emergency yeah. room. <laughs> like, somehow she got there. Uh, my thing is, though, like, um, although I'm not very familiar with the Japanese, um, like, healthcare system, mm-hmm. but in I'm not going to say my experience because I haven't had this thing happen to me. But when I I would think, like, because of last episode where Torigoya, it was like, hey, return to the place that you killed Minami. So it makes me think that she did die at that park. Yeah. To me, I'm like, why are they trying to resuscitate her in the hospital? Because if they didn't do that on the ambulance right here. Oh, yeah. She would not be able to come back. They did it in the ambulance. Sure. But I just, I don't think they probably would have thought about that. No, they did. They <laughs> the, I mean, the show writers. Through, no. Uh, they, uh. I think, I think what it was, was that they were like, okay, we have this scene, but we don't have an ambulance that we could use, but we have a hospital that we already have the set for. So let's just mm. use that. Yeah. So I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, more, more than like. In real yeah. life, that's not how it would have worked. No. Uh. Because if she died on scene, yeah, no, it wouldn't have worked this mm-hmm. way. But they they have this scene, so they're using it. Uh, supposedly, mm-hmm. she flatlined. It's a heartbreaking scene. It's oh, very God. heartbreaking. Like I will say, Maida Atsuko, the actress, she's so good at crying. Mm-hmm. Like she's so fucking good at crying. Oh. God, she really is. It's very believable. And like I might I mentioned this in my notes because. Um, Often in TV shows, 
uh, I would say mostly animation, but even in live action TV shows, they like to show characters do what I call pretty crying, where it's just the tears. There's no like uh, mucus coming out of the nostrils, no yeah. spit, nothing. But she's got it, and I'm very yeah, thankful no. that they did it. Like, hold it's on, let me make you pretty, on. because I mean, she is an idol, but yeah. also it's a Yankee show. So I mean. <laughs> well this there's so uh, much but... of this show i mean we we say this is an idol show and mm-hmm. it is but there's so much of this show mm-hmm. that does not paint them in a very idle like way you know they get beat oh, no. up they get dirty they get thrown around like they cry they're ugly crying and uh-huh. i think they start doing that more in later seasons which i don't like because i think that's mm-hmm. that's what made the first season particularly so good was because it, it was very raw uh, and it showed oh, all these yeah. these supposedly pretty very, very pretty mm-hmm. idols in a different situation, right? Yeah, and it definitely like shows like even how far their acting goes because mm-hmm. they are idols, and uh, being an idol is essentially also an acting job because mm-hmm. you are performing to people. But this shows that they can be more than just the idol. You know, they can be these Yankees that are being thrown around, getting the shit kicked out of them, and being very raw, and sometimes very ugly. <laughs> so, it, I I do think it's a very good touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she she is ugly crying, and it's very heartbreaking. Oh, super. Oh, uh, yeah. As we cut back to Amida, who's again being held in place by Yabakuna students for the boss to try to like <laughs> kick her again but this time uh, suddenly from behind <laughs> Sato appears and she's kicked down a bunch of the students and stops the boss's attack midway and you can see from Nezumi's face who's just been enjoying the show from behind the scenes mm-hmm. is very much like this wasn't supposed to happen Right, Sato mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be here. Nobody was supposed to be here. I don't even know how Sato necessarily found Maida first, uh, given that she was at the hospital the whole time. She's got Yabakure senses. She knows <laughs> that's, where they're at. <laughs> that's probably true because that's what happened last time. She just knows when, mm-hmm. like, uh, she's like, it stinks in here. It has to be Yabakure. Hold on, <laughs> let me go deal with them. <laughs> yeah, everyone is surprised. Even Maida's just like, whoa. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Yabakune boss turns to where Nezumi's supposed to be, and Nezumi's gone. Uh, totally oh, yeah, dipped. She totally dipped. out. She's gone. <laughs> yeah. And Sato, you know, approaches, and she she approaches Maida, and it's just like, don't go fighting little fish. Uh, and, and this is another callback to what Minami had told her. It's mm-hmm. like, don't go fight little fish, right? You're bigger than them. And it actually, the show actually gives a flashback to that. <laughs> Here. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't remember, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> like two seconds ago. <laughs> I like how the Yabakune boss, is, she's trying to act tough, and mm-hmm. she's like, well, well, just because there's another person here doesn't change anything. Even though they all know Sato. Yeah, they all, all know who she do. is. Because they all instantly are like, the fear of God is put into them. Oh, yeah, they're all terrified. Not enough to stop them from fighting, but they're all very hesitant. Like, you could even see, because it does show, like, Chiharu, um, and she's frightened. Yeah, she's, she's scared. I mean, she's cracking her knuckles, but she's definitely scared. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
as they're being surrounded, Sato and might actually go back to back. Uh, another callback. Mm-hmm. And Sato's like, hey, okay, time to get serious. And this is when Maida, uh, we get the little sort of heat wave and <laughs> in front of her eyes as she takes the glasses off and just drops them on the floor. This time with more of a will to fight and a will to live. And mm-hmm. Sato says, hey, watch my back. And uh, Maida's like, hey, you too. You know, and in this like one moment, you know, those who were enemies are now working together against a common enemy. I'd like to mention while they are fighting the Yabakuni students that there is a blooper of the scene where Mariko actually punches one of them. Like she just decks the girl in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's I feel so sorry for whoever that is because ow, that has to hurt. But also, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. That's something I could see Monica doing. <laughs> yeah, this... But, like, you know, so they start fighting, mm-hmm. and the fight doesn't last very long with both of them uh, no. together. I'm, I mean, Yabukune is... Their strength, in my opinion, is more of a strength in numbers, mm-hmm. not physical strength per person. Where, at least with the, this... These two, in particular, is definitely strength per person. Uh, the boss tries to rouse, rouse them into another merry-go-round attack, but they all just dip. Mm-hmm. I like that, like, Chiharu and Sanai <laughs> actually, like, grab hands and, like, both run away They together. do! It's so cute! <laughs> oh, I love it. And even, like, the boss's assistant just, like, runs away, yeah, too. Yeah, just dips. <laughs> um, the boss is just- the boss tries to attack- might have just one punch KOs her. Uh, she okay. The boss even like goes down dramatically. Oh she, yeah, she, she can't goes, do anything. She normally. starts doing the chant. God. Yeah. <laughs> she starts using the Yabukune chant, and it's yeah. so funny. It's <laughs> hilarious. And then Sato does this like one liner, and she's just like, Majuska is always serious." I'm like, "Shut up, Sato." <laughs> God. Um, God. <laughs> And then obviously Dharma arrives late to the party mm-hmm. and she's just like asking if Atsune is okay. The way that she comes down the stairs and like kind of like skirts around Sato makes me laugh. She's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh but she, she comes down and, and asks if, if Atsune is okay and, and Atsuko actually says her name and she's like, Dharma, like, you know, Minami hated people who were hesitant and uh, essentially is saying like, I... You know, I'm not reiterating what Dharma had told her. It's like I'm not alone, mm-hmm. like you said. And we get flashes of all of Maida's friends: um, Dharma, Team Hormone, Chokuku, Gakuran, and the Kabuki sisters. And uh, we see kind of now that Maida's, you know, had that realization of like, yeah, I, I am, I'm not alone. You know, like it sort of took her a while to get back to that that place where she was better, but. Yeah, I just love this this kind of tender moment between them because Maya's actually honestly smiling, you know, honestly accepting Dharma's friendship and companionship. Um, and it's cute because she even says, like, I'm back. Like, hey, I, I'm back. And I <laughs> I forgot Dharma is actually, like, asks her, like, Majiska? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like they're having a joke here, and it's and uh-huh. you know. it's so 
it, it's so cute and genuine. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, they, Maida indulges in the joke. And um, the, mo- the moment is cut when they hear Sato with her big old heels, you know, clacking against the stairs as she's she's going up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And Dharma's thanking her, essentially. Like, hey, thank you for saving Maida. I look at you in a different way now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sato is just straight up like... I don't get the wrong idea. Yeah. I was just protecting uh, Majijo from Yabukune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dharma gets that she has a very specific dumbfounded face. Yeah, Where she's she got like one eyebrow that goes up but the other one doesn't. And her mouth like goes to the side. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. But she gives Sato that kind of face. And Sato like turns to look at Maida and is like, I'm your next opponent. Mm-hmm. Um you beat the four heavenly queens, so I have to beat you. And she's like, otherwise I have no right to face the boss. And mm-hmm. I'd be betraying her while she's fighting an illness. And then at that moment, it actually clicks for Maida. And we see flashbacks of her and Yuko, especially in the one episode where they were like at the arcade and they went to the temple together. Mm-hmm. Um, and before it like cuts away to a different scene, Sato actually is like, it's a battle. Like, the type of battle they mentioned at the beginning of the show, where it's, like, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she better come. And then she leaves. Yeah. Wait, can we talk about this, like, for it clicking with Maida? Because I'm just, like, would she have actually, like, realistically, does it make sense for Maida to know the boss is Yuko? Because, I mean, like... It could be any anyone. I don't. I don't it know. Really it really could be anyone. Like I don't feel like that's a good enough clue. Has she? Well, the question is: Has she seen that Sato has been at the hospital? Because if she's seen no. like Sato with somebody, then it would be different. But she hasn't because they've always missed each other like all the time. So I feel like that it's not a good enough clue for for Maida to pick up oh the boss is actually been this girl I knew the whole time a girl that I never asked the name for by the way so yeah she really didn't yeah so I just feel like that's a little weak there I mean it's cool don't get me wrong like it's Mm -hmm. like this whole scene is cool because it's like we transition now to Maida coming into the hospital late at night still all bloody and beat up Mm -hmm. and into this, like, the rec room that they they have at the hospital. Yuko is sitting there, uh, back towards her in a wheelchair. And Maida, in a very dramatic way, is like, You're Oshima Yuko. And Yuko does this dramatic thing with her, like, wheelchair. <laughs> she slowly, yeah, she slowly turns with the wheelchair. It's, I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's it's really a very good. dramatic moment but it's also like you go please it's really good but it's just also really funny but yeah so it's so it's now re- clear to Maida that she's actually been with the Rapapa boss this whole time uh and that's where the episode ends so thoughts <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I do I know I said this with the last couple of episodes I really feel like after Black's episode episode seven the show really just takes off in quality, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The, like episode eight, nine, and this one ten are all so fucking good. There's a mm-hmm. lot that's happening, but every part of it matters. Mm-hmm. And it, 
I said this in the last one where it's like I didn't realize how fast the episode had gone simply because there's so much happening and all of it mattered. Mm -hmm. uh, this one felt like that to me too, where it was just like this happens and this happens and the next thing you know the episode's over and I was like, well, crap, I have to watch it again because I don't have notes for half of it. Yeah, I think this is where Maji shines. I mean, part of it too, it's because we're finally getting the whole picture uh in in what happened with Maida and minami arenas or sorry i always say her name wrong arena arena's you know reasoning right and then the accumulation of Maida being able to come back to a better headspace you know mm -hmm. than she was uh during the episodes uh with kikikara and torigoya and in this one and so it's sort of just kind of, so the hero experienced the fall and now they're slowly rising up, you know, to towards mm -hmm. the resolution and it's all kind of coming together now. And yeah, I, it's very good episode. I like that we, we get more information, you know, we get more history, mm -hmm. we, we get some really good moments, good character moments between the characters. Yeah, the fight was was good i mean it served a purpose i liked it that we were getting sort of these parallels between the past and the present um mm -hmm. between characters and in relationships. between yeah either between and also in between like maida and sato and maida and minami but also sato and yuko and maida and minami i thought that mm -hmm. was i thought that's nice yeah no it's really good i mean i'd, I'd give this whole fight 50 merry-go-round rides, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh god, that's something I didn't think about was a rating. Jesus. It's okay. This is what, ha this is what happens when you do your notes really late at night. <laughs> don't uh, be like me. If you're going to do anything that requires you taking notes, don't do them at 11.40 at night. <laughs> when you're oh, already man. supposed to be asleep. Um... <laughs> Uh, we have a Maji counter, I, I assume. We do. They say it so fucking much in this episode. <laughs> they really do. Well, I mean, it makes sense because, like, this episode does show us, like, um, I know you had mentioned it was, like, the origin of the blue nursing book and might have wanted to be a nurse, but it also was the origin of, like, why the word uh, Maji was such a specific mm, triggering yeah. word for her. And so it's literally said throughout this whole episode. There's 11 times it's said there might be another one. I might have missed one. <laughs> oh my god, that's more than but the Gakuron sure episode. Uh-huh. This is, I'm pretty sure this is our uh, highest count. Wow, amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, overall I thought this was a really good app. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I've said all I really had to say about it. Uh, for the most part during the episode. So I don't have too many thoughts. I mean, the fight was what it was. It was, again, a, to serve a purpose and to give us a more in-depth look of what happened uh, mm -hmm. with Maida and Minami and, and the origins of things. So again, it just it was more meant to serve a purpose, but it was fun too, because I I love this Yabakune. They're very ridiculous. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it, me too. Yes, it's definitely I, one I, of I, my favorites. I kind of miss it. I think I don't know if I actually said it, but I definitely wrote it in my notes in one of the past episodes. Is that I miss this Yabakune because late in later seasons they're so serious. Yeah, 
they lose kind of a lot of what made them unique mm -hmm. and i you know it yeah well i guess we'll talk about it a little bit more once we get more into other seasons that have Yubakune mm -hmm. appear more because this season actually appeared the one of the least times barring i mm -hmm. think season four and season three doesn't count yeah so it they're very unique they're very fun they're fun villains i love the boss the boss is great and yeah i, I don't yeah. think i have too much else to say about it well i guess i have a little bit more to say about yabakune it's like because i had mentioned like their strength is strength in numbers not necessarily mm -hmm. like actual physical strength mm -hmm. it does actually um to me, it feels like it actually gives some type of, like, a little bit of world building. Because it does show us, like, how other schools, you know, show their strength and that kind of thing. And how right. they act in fights and that kind of stuff. And I do appreciate that because in later seasons, they kind of end up morphing together a little bit. The only one that kind of stands out, in my opinion, a little bit um, from Majijo is... It's Gekioko, right? That's yes. the nursing school. The nursing cool. school. I remember the name. I remember the name. They stand yeah. out to me. But we'll, like, we'll learn a little more about Gekyoko. Um, but they're very interesting. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. very fun. I, I like them as well. But that's mm -hmm. unfortunate that, yes, later on, Yabakune and other schools just sort of kind of have no personality whatsoever. And it sucks. But yeah, so Yabakune here is... I love them in this season. I think they're great. Uh, wish we got kind of more of that goofiness. Because I don't think when we get to season two, it's mm -hmm. sort of different as well. So it's not the same kind of goofiness. Yeah. Um, but they still, I don't know. To me, I feel like they still feel at least a little bit more unique than they do in later seasons. Because yeah, they have they do. Like, their own thing. Mm -hmm. Which we'll talk about when we get there. But they have their own, like thing that they do um yeah but, but they are definitely less later. <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're the most unique in my opinion in this season mm -hmm. that's just end statement <laughs> yeah well um, i think that's it unless you have something else yeah uh, right. no i i think that's it okay awesome where can we find you l uh you can find me at almightyuna.tumblr.com and at almightyuna at twitter.com <laughs> this seems to be a reoccurring thing i had some heart planned and then didn't do it because i feel like you should Crossing stop announcing out. it at this point and then surprise <laughs> us because, yeah i probably should yeah uh, but animal crossing came out and it's absorbed my entire life i probably will go play it after we're done here oh my god <laughs> so uh play animal crossing um what about you where can we find you raiden you can find me at Majidayo at twitter.com or at SuspiciousWarriorHonmayan on Tumblr. Uh, I'm actually going to put up a sort of ambient song that I did for Maida that I did a while back, but I didn't post it on the Twitter. So I feel like I'll, I'll probably do that and you'll see it later. Given that this episode made me kind of remember that I did that song... Uh, it doesn't have any like lyrics to it it's just like instrumental music but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll post it up uh, on the twitter and you can find us 
uh, you can find the Spotify on, sorry, you can find this podcast, I can't speak, on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Uh, we're also on, are on Anchor, and on Anchor we have different uh, websites you can visit uh, if you pre- mm-hmm. have a preference to listen to this anywhere else. Uh, we're mm-hmm. all on there. And if you have any questions and you want to ask us, you could uh, send us an email at majidayothepodcast at gmail.com. And we will either try to answer your questions in the email or just on the next episode. Probably on the next episode. So. (laughs) I also haven't checked, so (laughs) we have. (laughs) Well, I have, I'm, oh, I mean, I'm always logged into it on my computer. Oh, Okay. Yeah, feel free to send us anything in, any topics you want to discuss, any characters maybe you want us to talk about more that we didn't, any relationships between the characters you'd like us to sort of touch upon, uh, feel free to send it in. Uh, We could Mm -hmm. probably do, like, add add that content to the bonus episodes that we'll be doing at the end of this podcast for the first season. Yeah, so feel free, don't don't be shy, we don't bite. (laughs) Other than that, though, I hope you guys uh, have a Maji day. And stay safe out there. Bye. Bye.